0: What's up, everyone? This is T Roll. Just wanted to chime in here, let you know that today's podcast will be a little different. We weren't able to do a normal show this week like we wanted to, but we were prepared. We've done a few bonus podcasts uh, in the past, and uh, we wanted to release one of them for you today. So, in light of that, we want you to sit back, relax, and enjoy this bonus content here on the Royal Geek Podcast. Hear ye, hear ye, and welcome to the Royal Geek Podcast, your one-stop shop for all things geek culture. We cover movies, TV shows, and everything else in between. I am your host, Tyler Rolson, also known as T-Roll. I am joined today once again by my good friends, Justin Sandoval and Anthony Amato. Guys, how are you doing tonight?
1: Dude, it's a great night to be geeking out with you guys, talking about some, some fun, fun Activities here. Amen. Amen. Yeah. yeah,
2: definitely gonna be a fun and different podcast today. You guys will uh, get some uh, more details in just a moment, but yeah, definitely gonna be fun tonight.
0: Yeah, we are gonna have a good time. Uh, Want to thank you guys once again for listening to our podcast. Want to remind you before we get into tonight's show to go ahead and follow us on Twitter at Royal Geek Pod. Also, subscribe to our podcast channel on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Uh, And if you don't mind, why don't you go ahead and leave us a little five-star review? You know what I'm saying? Uh, Let us know how we're doing. We'd love some feedback. So uh, let's do this. Uh, We've covered a lot of cool things in the history, in the very brief history of our podcast. We've done some reviews of movies, some TV shows. But tonight, we got something a little different, a little edgy, Justin. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) man. A uh, little unique. Sure, yeah. We're going to be doing a draft. That's right. A A draft. A
1: DC villain draft. Yep. And uh, the criteria for this draft is they have to be in a movie, TV show, whether it's live action or animated, but it has to exist in media form. So you can't pull straight from the pages unless they've been in some sort of movie or TV show. So that's the criteria for drafting characters. Uh, But yeah, man, I'm excited. Um, I'm more of a, uh, a DC guy. However, the Marvel movies are way better than the DC movies. I'll say yes. that right off the bat. But the characters... A little disclaimer yeah, from Justin. Yeah, the characters yeah. in DC, I feel like, are way better. Like, far, far exponentially better yeah, than Marvel. Yeah, you're definitely right about so, that. The
2: DC World's way better.
0: So, uh, with that being said, uh, yeah, we're doing a draft today. Yeah, so here's how the draft is going to work. Um, we have already... Uh, Well, there's going to be five rounds. There's three of us. There's going to be five rounds. There's going to be a total of 15 picks. We have already determined the draft order at random. Um, I think it was a sham, though, because uh, Anthony is going to be number one overall. And then, Justin, Mm -hmm. you are going to be number two. That's right. And then I will go third. But then it'll be a flip-flop. It'll be a snake draft. So I will then have the fourth pick. And then, Justin, you're always going to be in the middle. That's right. That's where I am. That's where you belong. Um, but uh, yeah, before we before we actually start the draft, let's just talk uh, just for maybe a couple moments um, about why we are doing this particular topic. Okay, like so, you mentioned it, Justin, that you know DC they have great characters. Um, the, the movies haven't quite hit to the same degree as their competitor Marvel. Yeah, yeah, but DC of course they're known for their characters and their heroes you know, Superman, Batman, but man, they are really known for their villains, huh? Deep. Their villains yeah. are deep, man. So let's yeah. just talk about the reputation of DC villains generally, not specifically any of them, you know, one at a time, we'll do that later, but right. just generally, let's talk about yeah. the reputation of the DC villains. Yeah, for sure.
2: Um, I feel like there is a an idea with the DC villains that they are a counterweight to the heroes in um, a lot of ways and they are they're the equal to the heroes in a lot of ways in the sense of their prowess whereas Marvel kind of goes more at it as it is a hero driven world and the villains just drive some of the stories and, and some of the plot stuff but you're really interested in the villains whereas I feel like DC just so much more about that counterbalance. You just want to know so much more about those there's villains. There's There's way yes. more
1: depth to the villains. Yes. They do a good job of building the character up. Yes. Uh, it's not just like a, a one-off, where I feel like Marvel has a lot of one-off a, type of A lot of a convenient villain. villains. Yeah. yeah. Yes. yeah villain, a lot of one-dimensional yeah. villains. Right, exactly. Yeah. But uh, DC, they, they build. They build their characters up to where, I mean, there's fa- uh, freaky fan followings of just villains yes. o- o- in DC over heroes. I can't even tell you yeah, how that's many true. yeah I can't tell you how many like Joker tattoos I've seen like yes. it's not just the Batmans it's it's Joker like Joker is uh, the yep. the villain so i mean will we see him uh drafted tonight and what position i think i have an idea but there's, there's
0: uh, been some speculation on where he might land yeah. in the draft Justin, yeah. oh, Mel yeah. Kuyper called in he gave us the rundown yes he did um <laughs> you know something you know being that we are the royal geek podcast we like to critique different things like this you know i'll just say it from the front or from the jump I, obviously uh, i'm a quite a Big Marvel fan. Yes, and you are. You I, really are. I, me particularly. I didn't grow up reading comic books, right? So my backstory is when I moved in with Justin here. I actually uh, he is the first person who exposed me to the Dark Knight, for example. Yes, yeah, it was okay. And then on top of that, we also started to watch all the MCU movies as well around that same time. And uh, so I, that's, that was kind of my intro into the superhero world, although I always knew of superheroes. I was never deep into it yeah, and one observation i 've made, and you know we'll probably do a we 'll do a pod on Marvel villains as well it won't be as it'll be a little different, but we'll we 'll do one as well a draft for Marvel villains eventually, but the one thing i 'll say to the one Thanos in the Marvel universe there's like probably five or more. Uh, villains in, in DC that are of that quality, right? Yes,
1: I would agree with that, yes. So that's the yeah. thing,
0: where it's like, in, in, in Marvel, there's just such a limited number of like clearly dominating presence, uh, villains that have a dominating presence. And yeah. then in, it, compared to DC, where it's like, we're going to have a whole draft here, and man, a lot of them on the board... Are gonna are gonna be to yeah. that same kind of level of depth.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. And the the depth can be like for example like you could honestly do a whole entire draft of just straight Batman villains and <laughs> True. It, the depth is there. Yeah. The the psychological thinking between all of those characters can uh, is the equivalent to a top tier in Marvel. It's right. it's crazy and it's just I mean it would, it's just the Batman villains. But we're gonna do a full DC world. And That's right. And, uh, we're going to get a whole lot of uh, different draft picks here, I feel like.
0: Well, I'm excited. So what yeah. we'll do is we'll go one pick at a time, and then we'll talk about that uh, particular villain for a little while. Not too long. We're going to have to try to rein it in on some of these characters because it's really easy to, to get down some rabbit holes. But, yeah, so what we're going to do, we're going to start in just a moment. Anthony's going to be on the clock. He's going to make the first selection. I wish, you know, if I the- was a better host, I would have had some music. <laughs>
1: but i feel like there's i feel like there is a unanimous number 1 but i don't know let's see if anthony's going to go maybe not uh, maybe you'll get lucky yeah. and
0: and and while you guys are drafting too keep in mind uh, to write down the the villains that you select so that at the end we can talk about our entire rosters right so each of us yeah. are going to have five villains So that'll be a kind of a fun dynamic to look at the the teams that each of us draft. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And who has the kind of the coolest. The best
1: villain squad.
0: Yeah. Or what makes your squad so unique, right? So that being said, we are going to start the 2020 DC Villains draft. On the clock is Anthony Shimado Amato. So, Anthony, what you got for us?
2: With the number one overall draft pick in the DC Villain draft, I select. The Joker. Whoa! Um, wow! I know. Shocker. I know. I cannot shocking. Believe, yes. Shocking story. Wow! Do you um, hear all the
0: New York Giants fans booing? <laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean, I mean, they were booing Daniel Jones last year too, and he looks like he could be very well a franchise quarterback. Yeah.
0: How about you talk about the one? Uh, how about you talk about the Joker here, huh?
2: All right. So, uh, I mean, the Joker. He is just. Um, he is not just a, the greatest DC villain. He is a top tier villain in movies and TV overall. Yeah. Not just just superheroes. superheroes, Not just superheroes. Not, and not just superheroes. I would put him up there with just about anyone in any universe. Yeah. Um, you know, just, just phenomenal character. He's been played by so many and so many fantastic actors and done so well. Um, for me, number one would be Heath Ledger's, um, the way he did it in um in the dark night uh just phenomenal sure. you know um and just his um it just covered it overall. Um, of course, a little side um, one on that would be, of course, Mark Hamill's Absolutely. version he, of Mark it. Mark Hamill is my number one. Yes. Um, so. the, the only wow, reason, yes. yes, yes, The the only reason I didn't put Hamill in there is I kind of separated live action and animated, and I put Mark Hamill is technically above all, but all <laughs> of them. But Ledger is the is the live action like emphasis for me on him
1: yeah there's just so much depth to the joker character and i do feel like every actor that has played him has dug a little deep into a different aspect of the depth and uh, but heath ledgers is definitely it's definitely one of those performances that really makes you think and really makes you uh pick at the character and try to dissect it a little further
2: yes because it was definitely um the one of the really first serious dives into, like, the mind of the Joker in um, in live action. Because, you know, I mean, Nick, when Nicholson did it, he was... I mean, he was definitely... It was a serious role, but it wasn't, like, di- diving into, like, the psychological effects and things of that nature. Um, and I just feel like uh, the Joker is so much about how he messes with the Batman's mind. Um, and I, I I feel like his role is... Not so much. Um, his his goal is to pull the jo- pull Batman down. Like it, it isn't even to. It's not you know necessarily anarchy or anything like that. Which a lot of times he's brought uh, he he gets into. But I feel like his main role once Batman becomes his target is to pull him down. He is that um that person with a stick, and now all he's doing he's jabbing. <laughs> He's jabbing at the Batman and jabbing and jabbing. He is there to, I feel like his mission in, in life is to make the Batman do something that he will regret. Yes. Yes. Trying to push him, push him to the edge. Yes. He's pushing him to the edge to the point to where he pushes him so close, but he wants the Batman to do that last step. He wants him to step over the line. And that is the struggle that the Batman is having. So uh, that is why I think he's just a phenomenal uh, character in phenomenal set of uh, 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 actors that have played him.
0: Yeah. So in The Dark Knight, when he is in the interrogation room with that man and excuse me, and he's he's laughing at the idea of like, why would I want to kill you? kill you i don't want to kill you he says what would i do without you yeah. yes <laughs> you know it's true yeah um yeah i mean good pick man it i just, mean uh, obviously no surprise there yeah. oh yeah i mean I, I knew that was unanimous number one there was a lot um, of speculation coming into tonight's draft it was it was actually trending on twitter like who <laughs> was anthony gonna select yes with the number one overall pick uh, so good job not letting anyone down so. okay yeah yep Okay, so on the clock with the number two overall yeah, pick is this, Justin Sandoval. Yeah, this may be
2: <laughs>
1: this may be a letdown for some people, but uh, I, I'm not even sure that you two in this room are even familiar with this one. Uh, Whoa! Because I'm not sure if you guys have seen the the, sh- the TV show that he comes out in. Uh, but maybe you're deep in the lore, uh, comics here. But all right, let's hear with it. my first I'm overall, eager. I'm eager with my first overall pick. Uh, he is the villain in season one of Doom Patrol. And he is Mr. Nobody. And he is played by none other than Alan Tudyk. And uh, it is, he is a phenomenal, phenomenal character uh, overall because yeah. he uh, he has the ability to like like Deadpool. He breaks the third wall or the fourth gotcha. wall. Sorry, wall. Fourth fourth wall. Yeah. sorry, fourth wall. Sorry, fourth wall. Easy, bro. The, Easy. Yeah, yeah, I know. Rookie, right. Uh, he breaks the fourth wall and he's able to – he exists uh, in the past, present, and the future all at once. Okay. Yeah. And uh, he's got the ability to possess people, where he actually becomes Mister Somebody, all right. So there's Mister Nobody generally, but if he possesses another individual, he's Mister Somebody. Yeah. He's got. He can warp reality, so he can uh, uh, alter the things that you're seeing, and he can uh, just change uh, the reality around him. Um, He's got. um, Let's see, uh, immortality. He can't be killed, so he exists. Like Uh I said, past, present, yeah, past, present, and future. Uh, but if you if you're watching season one of uh, Doom Patrol, which uh, season two has come out now, and uh, Mister Nobody is mentioned throughout season two, but it is, as far as the season one arc, yeah, uh, he, there's so much f- uh, phenomenal dialogue that Alan Tudyk does with Mister Nobody. Uh, he's very menacing. He's very yeah. in your head. He's uh, he he convinces the team to turn on each other at one point. Yeah, and, uh, and it's all based on. His knowledge of the past, present, and future. He shows them instances in their past, and he he warps it to uh, change their mentality. Like, yeah. So he's definitely more psychological than he is um, menacing. But he has that ability, the 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 reality warping. Like he can he can change that type of deal uh, to to completely mess with your mind, and yeah. and you're not really sure what's real.
2: Yeah, I definitely uh, I definitely love Alan Tudyk. Um, although I will say. Um, as they always say in a draft, it, was this really? Did, did you really get the value <laughs> for the pick It was a stretch, yeah, no stretch. Yeah, I stretch.
1: probably could have got him in the later rounds. Yeah, but he didn't want to did. risk, it. Yeah, he didn't I know. risk yeah. it. yeah, yeah, no.
2: I mean, yeah, I understand that. You know, sometimes you know when you got somebody on your board, you yeah. got to take them. You yeah, know, if they're the top pick on your board.
1: And for me this was one that I just really I just really had to get because of I mean obviously the existence of past present and future and the reality warping yeah. and I didn't want to take the chance of that you guys actually were smart and could actually choose something who
0: can outdo another villain but anyway <laughs> okay Well that's good. Well is it okay if we move on to my pick? Yeah, go for it. My G-roll. first round pick, number 3 overall, uh, I am actually gonna go with another character from the Batman universe. I'm gonna go with the brawny man himself, Bane. Okay. <laughs> so for for myself, there's a clear reason why this is number one. Um I mentioned actually earlier the context of how I got into superhero movies and it was mostly due to my friend here, Justin, who uh really brought me into this world and I saw so the Dark Knight, can you guys tell me what year it came out? I, I 2008 2008 Okay So it it came out in 2008 I saw that film I know this is going to sound crazy when I say this And people are probably never going to listen to our podcast again I saw The Dark Knight for the first time in 2011 Okay And the reason I saw it that late Well, the reason I ended up seeing it in 2011 was because of Justin That's right We moved in in college, right? That's right So i obviously thankful that he brought me in there And, And again, that's how I got into all the Marvel movies as well Around the same time but in the summer of 2012, when The Dark Knight Rises was coming out, I was so psyched for this film. Yeah. yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. In fact, um, there were other movies that came out actually that summer. The Avengers came out that summer. It did. Um, and obviously, that was awesome. Amazing, but, yeah. Yes. And, but uh, waiting for the release of The Dark Knight Rises and going to a midnight showing, and, and unfortunately, that was actually the year during that movie where there was that shooting. The shooting at the midnight premiere. Yeah. Yeah. So I actually haven't been to too many midnight premieres since then, obviously, but we did a midnight premiere for that movie. And I just remember the hype and all the trailers and everything that led up to watching the dark Knight rises and just the, the presence that Bane had on screen, that Tom Hardy, the way he portrayed him in that film, even and he, as the film went on, there was more and more depth too. Yeah. And I'm, I'm a theater guy. The monologue that he gave when he was standing outside of that prison, yeah. When they released all the prisoners, I mean, it was just phenomenal, man. Yeah. yeah. Very good. Uh, Very good delivery. And, and just the voice, the presence. Yeah. Just the brutality. I mean, so yeah. Bane's number one on my on my team here, um, yep. but yeah, I mean, I'd love to hear some of you alls thoughts on that as well.
2: Yeah, I would definitely say uh, like the 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 way you meet him in Dark Knight Rises just phenomenal. Like the, the plane scene is just a, another oh my gosh. Uh, another epic Christopher Nolan moment yes. of practical effects and just a great scene of you and uh, or of of him just you know showing up and uh, it just such an interesting idea of the plan like it, it just really immediately shows you that, that he has this intricate long drawn out plan in it. and one of the interesting parts about it is it's completely the opposite of what happens in the dark knight which everyone loves in the sense of the dark knight is all about right, like, random, instant, chaos. Yeah, random Yeah, random random chaos whereas the bane is i've been playing this for decades yeah. type, Strate- type idea.
0: strategic execution yeah. yes yes that's right that's right
1: but no, no, man, Bane was a—he was a good character. Uh, Tom Hardy, I think, did a good job. Uh, I know his voice is up for controversy as far in in, in the movie world. Uh, yeah, some people liked it, some people didn't. Uh, what I, did you think? I, I didn't mind it. I,
0: I mean, I I liked it. I enjoyed it. Um, yeah. But I yeah. guess if you don't have anything to compare it to, like myself coming into that, it was yeah. just pretty awesome you know
1: yeah i mean it was definitely a different take uh on the character um yeah. he's usually like in the comic book world he's usually hispanic
2: yes. uh yeah and, and ah, he's, okay. yeah. he's also uh very juiced and he's a actually a very <laughs> yeah. like uh tiny guy in most of the um in, in a lot of the universes um in, in where he's literally He's very small and kind of scrawny, and then he gets juiced up, and he ends up. Uh, he, he's he then he gets huge. Whereas, right. you know, Of course, Mr. Christopher Nolan was making it a much more um like realistic, re, yeah, realistic interpretation of him. Which that's what he did with all of his characters. But yeah, definitely in the like in the animated series, he was definitely this um uh, this person who became a very you know very small to very big, and he was also. A lot of times, he's actually a sidekick to Poison Ivy.
0: You know, sorry sorry to interrupt true. you. Yes. It's just kind of funny to think of, like, we think of... It's amazing Christopher Nolan makes us think his things are simple and realistic when a lot of his movies are are not. That's very at true. The, at the same time, like, yeah. Yeah. he makes something that is clearly not realistic feel realistic. That's yeah. true. You know, and that goes across his films, so... But anyways... Uh, we're gonna move on. So we're gonna move on to round number two. Oh, and what do you know? Look who's on the clock again. <laughs> wow, I guess I guess I'm gonna go ahead and pick pick my next character yeah, here. Go for so it, man. Here's the thing. In the draft in the draft world, there's this um there's this uh philosophy that even when when you're drafting, sometimes what you need to do to regardless of your current roster. Is you just take the best player available? Yeah. yeah. Right. Oh yeah. You take the best man available. Well, this one's pretty obvious to me. Um, okay. The, the biggest name that we haven't heard yet, who happens to be a, one of the biggest supervillains in the DC universe, is Lex Luthor. Oh. Okay. Ooh, yes. So wow. I'm going to take the bald man himself. From one bald man to another, <laughs> I'm going I'm to take Lex. Um, I'm going. He's going to. He's going to be. He's going to add a lot to our team. Over uh, here, yeah,
1: financially and uh, brain power. Uh, Lex yeah. Luthor, yeah. <laughs> he's a very strong pick, very very strong pick. Um, he is Superman's counterpart. Uh, Superman is obviously godlike; he has powers yes. and abilities like uh, physically. And uh, but Lex Luthor is the mental game. He, yeah. he he brings the 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 scientific aspect of it, the mental like the the fierceness and. Uh, honestly, I mean very narcissistic, yeah. just like kind of similar to Tony Stark, but yeah. this is more menacing. Very, yeah, very.
2: he's a very ruthless. He's very mm-hmm. he, he's all about his um th- his mental state and yeah. being ruthless and doing whatever it takes to get the job done. Yeah. but in and his
1: he, eyes he's doing the right thing. Like cuz uh he said Superman could turn on him and
2: on yes. everybody. And that's and, what makes a
1: good yeah. villain. Yeah. yeah. Is when it, they can be yeah, when they can, They
2: they could be correct if they if it was any other situation. He mm-hmm. would probably be the protagonist
0: yeah. um, and, yeah.
2: in a lot of ways. Cause he'd be the person trying to take down some, some sort of other supervillain. So yeah, he's definitely the counter to Superman mm-hmm. in the, in just about every way. Cause Superman's so much about, um, you know, being the ultimate right and good. Um, whereas, um, Lex Luthor sees the world in a much less black and white, um, t- type of style. He's, he he was very much in the gray area. Um, and he is all about, you know, mental games and pl- and um, being more intelligent than you. Whereas, yeah. you know, lots of times you just see Superman. He's like, I'm going to go punch through this wall. And yeah. then he goes and does it. Right. Yeah. Um, we've
1: uh, I know we've seen Lex in uh, several renditions. Uh, yes. Jesse Eisenberg being the most recent one. Uh, well, actually, uh, John Cryer in the Supergirl TV show. Yeah, he's yeah. the most recent one. So there's John Cryer. We have Jesse Eisenberg. We have... Uh, Gene Hackman in the, yeah. the original Superman. Yes, uh, we have Clancy Brown voicing him in uh, the animated TV shows. So uh, I mean, very all very I mean all very unique renditions of yeah. the character. Oh, think, and uh, Michael Rosenbaum in Smallville. Oh yeah. So yes, um, which, which was oh, a good and you're uh, you're forgetting rendition. Kevin
2: Spacey. Oh, that's right. Uh, Superman Returns. Yeah, uh, and um, uh, so D- I, forget, I forget that for a reason. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, um, uh, Diedrich Bader. Oh, by the way, that's another James Morrison movie where he is the where he is the <sighs> place number side two. piece. Um <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um but uh also um in the newest animated movie, um Superman Red Sun, uh Diedrich Bader plays him ah, as okay. well. So Oh and watch. actually
1: and then in, in, in other DC anime movies, Rain Wilson plays him as well. Oh yes. Yeah.
0: Any yeah. any other rendition do you guys wanna to continue
1: to remember
2: <laughs> so, before we move on? Yeah,
1: obviously Lex luthor has been played a lot but uh I know
2: one of my favorite is uh Michael Rosenbaum from Smallville. Oh yeah, yeah he's yeah. a very good, yeah. very very good show of it. Especially because you got to really see yeah. mm-hmm. the um, the, the transfer yeah. yes, from, from the from depth and development
0: end. is really clear there. Yes, yeah, and absolutely.
2: him be starting out as a friend and then you know making yeah. the turn as, but as uh, all of, time goes along.
1: All of that aside of that Lex Luthor, uh, Michael Rose mom's uh, rendition, he's got a really uh, symmetrical head. His his
0: baldness is, yeah. is very perfect <laughs> <laughs> in my eyes. So wow, yeah, uh, but good. yeah. So good, good pick, good pick, good okay, pick so, in uh, round two. Well, thank you, thank you, sir. So moving on, continuing in round two here, uh, with the second pick in round two. Justin, you're on the clock. Okay, well, uh, my pick here is, uh, well, I'm going to go with
1: Captain Cold uh, from Flash. Oh, that's yes! A good, that's an interesting uh, one. I really—I uh, mean, I really like the the character of Captain Cold. Um, a lot of people say he's a Mister Freeze ripoff, which I mean, essentially he is—he is a Mister Freeze ripoff. However, uh, Wentworth Miller's por- portrayal of him in the yeah. Flash TV show is amazing. I just—I really loved his uh, his dry uh, dry wittiness, and uh, he does a really good job of. Uh, he says the most cheesiest lines and yeah. the delivery of some of those lines I'm like uh, I mean I, did he really just say that but I, it draws me in. I really enjoyed uh, his charisma as well but uh Captain Cold he uses his cold gun to yeah. uh to freeze people. Uh, just similar to Mr. Freeze.
2: Yeah. Yeah, he is similar to Mr. Freeze in a lot of ways but he's um he has a much um more he has a grittier Um, nature to him than Mr. Freeze yes, Uh, because Mr. Freeze is the intellectual, you know, scientist side of it who had this, you know, it was sort of like an accident type situation where things came along like that and whereas Captain Cold is this, um, you know, kind of... Uh, street version. I guess you could call him a, like a street version of yeah. uh, of uh, Mister Freeze. If you really wanted to, he is he is uh, you know he mm-hmm. got here all by his own, m- more by his own wits and ability to you know really play a situation choice. Yeah, really his choice. Uh, yes.
1: And uh, Flash and him, they they actually developed this like this found respect toward each other. Yeah. Because uh, they have they both have a, a moral code yes. that they won't. They won't cross, Um, but yet one's still doing thievery and stealing things, but uh, he's got a, he's got a moral code that he won't, um, a line that he won't cross. Yes. Very, very, very different than the Joker uh, in your first round pick. Yes. Um, But uh, I do, I mean, Captain Cold, great
0: character, great character. Very nice. So moving on with round number three, we're going to go to uh, Anthony here with your second pick for your team. Who's filling your roster?
2: All right, I am gonna go with a Superman villain. Okay, uh, in General Zod. Hmm. Wow. All right. Okay. Here yeah. we go. Let's hear it, man. What What's the main thing that sticks out to you here? Um, the main thing that sticks out to me with General Zod is that he is, as Lex Luthor is the counter in the sense of intellectual and thing in nature like that. Uh, General Zod is. One of the few characters that can go toe to toe with Superman in a fighting capacity in strength. Um, and strength, uh, and he is, uh, in a lot of ways, the um, the um, portal to Krypton for um, for Superman. He is the conduit to where. Um, where Superman can see and interact with Krypton in a lot of ways and deal with their culture and things like that. When he has to uh, fight them and choose it, it, he is the big choice for Superman um, where it's like, okay, so are you, are you someone from a human from earth or are you a Kryptonian from Krypton? Is a lot of times the choice that he is, he is forced to make Yeah, and that it's a really important choice for, for him to have to make. And, um, I really loved um Michael Shannon's playing of him. I felt like he was very good as as Zod and it was it was um and a lot of the stuff he was saying once again in um it made sense in a twisted way is that he was right. just trying to protect Krypton in his own way and the way they they play that role where it isn't so much that General Zod is, you know, was a villain on Krypton. He was trying to save Krypton from the people that he felt like were poorly running the planet. Right. So it is a very interesting take on him there and you know uh, you know him in Superman 2 is another in- very interesting setup with yeah, him.
1: Terrence Stamp plays him in uh, Superman 2 which uh, Terrence Stamp is a phenomenal actor. Yes. So. Um, I I will say General Zod is essentially like a a, a mirror for Superman of what yes. he could be if he went down the wrong path. So yes, I mean, I feel good. like yeah, I feel like uh, when Superman sees him, he's like, okay. So I mean,
0: I I don't want to be like that. So yes. I
1: I need to go uh, and be more. I be be more and for humanity. Yes, so. right. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, because I feel like for me, like Man of Steel, for example, yeah, like might be a controversial opinion. I, I didn't mind it. I thought it was actually. Kind of, kind of good, and I thought General's Odd was probably one of the better parts of the film. Yeah. You know,
2: yeah, yeah. I feel like uh, man of Steel did get a little bit of a rougher review than it probably right. deserved. Uh, actually, man of Steel was the first midnight premiere for, that I ever went to. Oh, look oh, at well. that! Yes. There you go.
0: Okay, all right. Well, awesome. So we're going to move along now to round number three. Okay, so uh, since it is a snake draft, Anthony, you are up once again.
2: Yes, yes, I am. Don't screw it up, Shimano. Yeah, let's
0: see what you got, man. No pressure here. Okay. No pressure. With the first pick in
2: the third round of the uh, 2020 <laughs> DC Villain Draft, I choose Darkseid. Oh, Ooh. okay, okay, heavy hitters here. So, uh, Darkseid uh, is uh, is a phenomenal villain. He is lots of times seen as the DC version of of uh, Thanos. Um, and he is just a, he's this big bad that sends um, sends forces across the universe. They're kind of setting him up uh, in the current DC universe, depending on where they decide to go with it, actually, um, still, as being the big bad uh, towards the end of, you know, as Marvel says it, phase, um, as he's going to be the, the big setup. And I just love that... Um, Snyder cut
1: you're talking about right
2: yeah yes okay yeah Snyder cut and just you know they kind of like dropped little hints throughout things and like that about him being there Um, and I just I just love that he is this you know long-reaching hand across the universe and, you know, grow on a, I believe it's, a, it's a pop- Apocalypse, correct? Apocalypse, it's yes. yes. He's on planet Apocalypse. Um, yep. And um, there, there's some really interesting storylines that they bring up in the animated series about yes. him dealing with uh, an apocalypse and things like that, where he is, you know, dealing hands across the universe and you know, playing with things on that planet, as you're just seeing him um, try to take control of the universe. I just, I think he's a very just interesting yeah. character, and uh, I mean, he's got the
1: Omega beams that he shoots out of his eyes, and yes. once he gazes upon you and launches the Omega beam, it's supposed to. I mean, it hits you every single time, and and essentially, either if it's Superman, it cripples you very very badly, or it could kill you depending on who it hits, and. Uh I love the in the animated universe, uh, how yeah. he uses his Omega beams and throughout the series but and he hits them and then he uses it on Batman and Batman yeah. does a bunch of wild crazy flips and moves and stuff and he's actually like the one of the only people to ever evade the Omega Beam. Yeah. And so uh I mean Batman can do it. So, I mean, how how terrible is the Dark Batman? Side in the first place? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, Dark Side great, great villain. Yeah,
0: great pick, great pick. So, we're going to keep it moving here. Justin, you are up, round number 3, your third pick for your team. All right. I am going to go with
1: Deathstroke. Mm, I'm you son of get, a gun. Yes. You son of a gun. Oh man. Okay. That, it sounds like I stole a pick from you, huh? You might have. You yeah, might have. So, uh Deathstroke. Uh he's been uh, he has several different renditions, okay. Um the one on that I'm uh picking from here is in Titans, uh the D C Universe T V show. Yeah. Um the actor that plays him. Uh he does a very, very good job of portraying the the more menacing side where I feel like um in Arrow, in the Arrowverse, yeah. he's, uh, he's played, uh, and it's more of a, I don't know, he has moments of being menacing, but he's yep. a little bit more, I think he's too lighthearted to be Deathstroke, um, cause I feel like Deathstroke is more, like, ruthless, um, but yeah, he has, uh, uh, I mean, great uh, weaponry. Uh, he uses guns, and he's a phenomenal shot. Uh, he also uses a sword, katana. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so uh, he's just uh, he's just cool looking, too. His his, yes. his uniform that he wears. <laughs> yeah, really is, cool. Um, amazing. Yeah, 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 he just
2: looks awesome. Um, I definitely like, I felt like he was a phenomenal character. And yeah. the main reason that I had him on my list was because of Teen Titans. And he was just so ah, good in the yes. animated series. Yes, he was. And although, I'm not going to lie, growing up, sometimes he would be like, it did take you a minute to be like, "Oh yeah, that is Deathstroke." Because yeah. they call him Slade, Slade yeah. in the in the animated series. And it's just like he, he was so good in that as well. And just, you know, he's had a couple of good renditions. And hopefully maybe we'll see him in the um, movie universe as Joe Manganiello is supposed to be um, supposed to be picking him up. But I'm not sure exactly where that's going to go because, once again, DC is yeah, up they, in the universe with their things. Yeah, they can't figure it
0: out. Yeah. Which, you know, we could do a whole other podcast on just some of the errors they've made. We Gosh, could do like a top man. five errors of the DC It's so disappointing EU. because their characters
1: <laughs> yeah. are so good, man. It's yeah. oh, just, just like them
0: by the fate like the by the yeah, by the shit. Do better. Just, yeah, do it's, better. <laughs> just, it's so sad. Yeah. Alright, well we're gonna keep it moving here. So uh the last pick in the third round goes to myself. And I'm gonna go with a little bit of mischief. Okay. All right. Okay. A little bit of raunchiness. Oh. I'm gonna go with some Harley Quinn. Yes. Okay. All good right. Pick, I good think pick. you might
1: just I mean, yeah, it's a good steal there. I think she probably should have been picked maybe earlier, to be honest, in my opinion. But uh yeah, she's a great, great character. Uh I mean she was first uh Uh, Created in Batman the Animated Series. Yeah. Uh, And just a phenomenal character she's she's funny she's definitely psychotic absolutely she's just just as psychotic. literally crazy yeah Yeah, literally crazy but her story her her the depth of that character is insane like she's a therapist and she's listening to these criminals um talk about their lives but then the joker gets his hands on her
2: yeah she's definitely a very interesting character and um she's definitely one of the newest yeah great characters that have come out of the yeah. DC oh, yeah. universe yeah. It's like the um,
1: 90s she was born in the 90s yes she yeah. was unlike and, some of these other characters who have been, were been there decades, yeah for right? decades yeah, yeah. And,
2: and on top of that she was born in you know she, she wasn't originally in comics right or correct. and you know so and she wasn't expected to be that big of a character but she just caught she caught the mind of of uh DC fans yeah, yeah. and, and, and it, so yeah she's so great and of course you know she now has her own animated series, and yep. of course, Margot Robbie playing uh, playing her in Suicide Squad and yep.
0: Birds of and, Prey. Uh, Birds yeah. of Prey, yeah. yes. And and yet again, Justin, I think you maybe and I don't know who mentioned it earlier, but one of you mentioned uh, just like the followings that some of these villains have, yeah. some of these oh, characters, yeah. and we yeah. and this is one where it's like the kind of the cult following behind. But behind Harley Quinn, is yeah. is pretty significant. It is you pretty. Know? It's pretty insane. Yeah, uh, Harley I mean, Quinn
1: might have uh, a following that rivals Joker.
0: completely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, especially when, dude, when uh, when Halloween time comes around. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, so a lot of Harley she's become Queens the, the champion
2: of uh, of like female villains for sure. Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely.
0: So moving along now, uh, we're going on round four. So it's my pick once again. Yep. Uh, so I, this last one, I went more, you know, psychotic, a little more. Um, a little more crazy. Now I'm just going to go just all brutality here. I'm going to go Doomsday. Ooh. Uh, uh, good pick, good pick. Well, guess what? I stole your pick last round. You
1: stole my pick yeah, last pay round. Back, yeah, payback, you son of a gun. Doomsday, man. He, Okay, so Doomsday is a little, a little more, you're right, brute. Uh, mindless, right. mindless killing machine. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, yes. what better villain than a mindless killing machine? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So Doomsday uh, created by, I, I don't even remember what, uh, what alien race or whatever, but it created to be a killing machine. Um, they, I think there's some storylines where he's created by the Kryptonians, but then there's other storylines where he's created I don't know, I just, on uh, –
2: Well, uh, for example, and he's created by uh, – well, by Lex Luthor in the yeah, – Yeah, but I don't know how how much you feel about that. Yeah. I mean that is uh, My, that is another story. Yeah. But uh, yeah, in the <laughs> DCU, they he was created by Lex Luthor. Yeah.
1: yeah. D- the Doomsday um, I I picture in my head is from the animated movies like the oh, yeah, The, the yeah. Reign of Superman, uh The Death of Superman. Uh yes, those uh, movies right th- there.
2: Yeah, Death of Superman that is like that is vintage. That is that is Doomsday at his most uh amazing and most grotesque. Yeah,
1: there's a there's a scene in the in the first uh the first Death of Superman uh, yes. movie where when uh, Doomsday comes out of his, his uh chamber or whatever it is yeah. and he's he uh what, going over a truck or right, something. Right, well, yeah. yeah, he's he's Heading towards civilization, and he stumbles upon a deer. <laughs> oh, yeah. and he just, just staring down the deer. And next thing you know, he just grabs it, breaks its neck, and moves <laughs> oh, forward. Gosh. Like it's yeah. just it's his his it's pure, crazy, pure oh. bu- brutality
2: is oh, yeah. just in, insane. And in, like the scene where he has, um, where he has, uh where he has Superman on the ground, oh, and, and he he's just is just th- grounding and pounding him. Yeah. at him. Oh, that's just it's just yeah. it's something you would never see. And w- once again. Uh, Another counter for Superman, you know, in the sense of Superman is this restrained, you know, um, uh, once again, all right type of um, type of person, whereas Doomsday is all about his strength and all about unleashing everything that he has, whereas really the greatest part of Superman is he its about his restraint. How much can he hold not back. yeah, yeah. Uh, how, how much can he not act
1: yeah but if he's able to let go and have no consequences superman yes. could be that doomsday yes he once could, again yes another good uh mirror reflection like we talked about yes. earlier so yeah yeah doomsday good pick there yeah thanks a very, man uh, a powerhouse so how about you mind. take it away now you're picking round four okay so um i am gonna go ha- go with vandal savage nice pick. and uh, when i'm talking about vandal savage uh he had a a, a decent rendition uh in the aeroverse uh as far as uh, legends of tomorrow and um but I'm really gonna have to go with uh, the Vandal Savage and Young Justice, the TV show. So, yeah. uh, very, very menacing. Uh, Vandal Savage was a, a caveman in the caveman era. Yes. A um, uh, radioactive or some weird meteorite lands on Earth, and he goes and he lays up against it because it's warm, and then he develops a, uh, a like a this brain develops faster. Yeah. And he's very intellectual, but his main thing is he becomes immortal. He cannot die. Yes. And so he literally lives as a caveman and he goes throughout time and he can see him he he's smarter than everybody else around him so he ends up being in the history like he ends up being uh that quote-unquote like Genghis Khan type of leader yeah uh, and he's going through time he is like Hitler he is like he he has yes. that that character uh throughout the DC history and uh he's just always has always has his hands in things and uh he's uh he's forming alliances with other other villains to accomplish his yes. his end goal. So, I don't know. I feel like he is very strategic in everything that he does and he he's very thought out in his plans and he's uh and he's just a fun character overall. Um definitely plays the uh the dictator villain very very yes. very, very well. So, yeah, he's um,
2: definitely very interesting and it's uh he is One of the major brains behind lots of times, um, you know, the Legion of Doom and things of that nature where he is pulling together these major villains to work under one flag to um, take down the Justice League uh, because, you know, kind of they're they have trouble working together a lot of the time. So they need this dominant um, over uh, over the top force to kind of rein them in a lot of the
0: times. That's yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. Good yeah. work. Good work. You got a nice roster over there, Justin. So I feel it's piecing together p- yeah, quite nicely. Not yeah. Not bad. So we're gonna finish with the the uh, last pick in round four. But before we get to our final round, Amado, what you got for us? I am going to go with Orm. Okay. Orm. Yes. Aquaman villain. Yes. Half
2: from, brother. Yes. His half brother from from Atlantis. Um, I, I I really like Orm. Um, I've because I've I've really enjoyed. The from the rebirth and redesign of Aquaman, and um, basically from the new Fifty Two on, but you know his um, him being played by Patrick Wilson in the new uh, in the new uh, Aquaman movie uh, was was a really good um, showing, and I feel like it really just shows like I don't know kind of some brotherly uh, relationships and uh, a lot of uh, a lot of intrigue and a lot of. Jealousy, yeah. Um, you know, um, I, I feel like in a lot of the ways they're kind of jealous of each other. Aquaman and and Orm, um, Orm, of course, because he felt like he was being bred this entire time to be the king, right. and it's being taken away from him. Um, and I feel like in a lot of ways, Aquaman feels very jealous of Orm because. He was, in of, Atlantis. Yeah, he was a part of the family. Yes. Like, he yeah. was a part of that. And because he got to grow up with his mother, yeah. with, uh, with Aquaman's mother. So, um, you know, so I feel like that really, um, it drives them both in, in their relationships. And it, it's a very like real situation that can be, um, brought up in family when you're, when you're separated like that. And then just, you know, the power that, um, that Orm can pull together from the sea and pulling together all these uh, otherworldly forces. And, you know, Aquaman is very strong and very powerful and is the true king of Atlantis. But um, it's kind of in a lot of ways Aquaman's... In Atlantis, this is actually a fish out of water in a lot of ways. <laughs> yeah, um, that's very true. <laughs> you know, yeah, um, I because, like
1: I like the way Orm looks too. Like, yes, uh, yes. just his his mask that he wears with the with the crown on it as yeah. well. It's he's it's got a very villainy look. Yes. Uh, to yeah, him he, as well. yeah,
2: he's very very good at that, mm-hmm. and it just yeah, it's just um, it, it it's it, it's very interesting to see. Yeah. It's almost in a lot of ways, like, Orm sees him as the invader, you know, because he he feels like he's usurping the throne, not the other way around, which is the way that we're supposed to see it. Yeah. So it, it once again, it creates the, this uh, idea of, you know, who... If you were seeing something from a different point of view, would you feel the same way? Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. Absolutely, man. Great pick. Good pick. Nice work. So now we are moving into the final round, round number five. And once again, because this is a snake draft... Even though you just selected Anthony, you get the you get the privilege of s- selecting another villain. So who you got? All right, with my uh, final pick, uh, I'm going to pick Ra's al
2: Ghul. Ooh, okay. All oh, right. Wow. A similar to Vandal Savage in the fact that he is immortal. Yep. Um. uh But I just um, one thing I just loved about him is. Uh, I love me some Liam Neeson's. <laughs> <laughs>
1: How can you not, man? Uh, I, you
2: not? I just, I mean, I love him as a character it, it, and um, I, I feel like uh, the way that he was played by Liam Neeson in Batman Begins was very, very interesting and just a very cool character setup um, with that. Um, and especially with him being hidden as being a Rochelle Ghul at the beginning. Um, and he, he's a, this overarching villain for the league of, of a uh, league of assassins. And, um, in a lot of the animated movies, he, he affects so much of Batman's life. Yeah. Um, uh, and the way that, uh, he deals with it because, of course, Batman falls in love with, uh, Talia al Ghul and, um, and she, th- her and him have a child, of course, Damien, and that creates so much, you know, um, so much, uh, struggle yeah. in Batman's life especially. So he affects that world so much and, um, and he has a very good run in the arrow TV show where he actually ends up killing, um, um, the green arrow. Um, And it's just a very interesting setup there, too. And his daughters are, you know, the whole Al Ghul family line is very interesting. You know, even connecting with Bane and Dark Knight Rises. Right. Um, But yeah, he's just a very uh, cool character. He's been around for so long. Um, And once again, he's just this great um, showing of, uh, of villainry.
1: Okay, yeah. Man, that's a good pick, man. I really, I mean. I really like his character as well, especially Liam Neeson. Uh, but I'm going to have to go with my pick now. Okay, let's hear it. Your All final right. pick. My final pick. Uh, I feel like no team or superhero team, villain team, whatever the team is, is is complete without a speedster. And I'm going to go ahead and pick the reverse Flash. Mm. and uh I really love the rendition that Tom Cavanaugh does in the flash uh, oh yeah very 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 good job uh the the character is actually deeper than you think, like obviously reverse flash not really uh a, a catchy or or fun name there obviously uh <laughs> <laughs> just uh, takes a different play on the on the hero of flash uh but there's a lot more depth to it there okay so he's he's from the future. And, uh, he admires the flash. He, he wants, he, he knows everything about the flash yeah. and he, he wanted to be the flash and, uh, he's, he's, he's denied when he goes back in time, yeah. uh, to meet the flash and he's, he's denied by the flash and it kind of sparks his, uh, his grudge towards the flash. And, uh, now he's dead set on ruining the Flash's existence and life and, uh, so yeah, uh, very very good character, and his he brings out some of these speedster powers that the Flash hasn't shown, like the the, the killing methods that he does yeah. to some of these people. It's just it's it's insane. It's brutal, like yeah. the phasing of your hand and shoving it through your heart. Like yeah, that's, uh, yeah. yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's yeah. it's yeah. He's a very brutal, very uh, he's a smart. He obviously he's a scientist, and uh, yeah, he's very very. Uh, menacing as well So
0: but yeah uh, I okay. picked the Speecer, Not bad. Reverse flash Reverse flash Love it Alright Close so fi- closes out That's yeah. alright The final pick uh, What do they call it In the NFL draft The last pick Mr. Irrelevant Mr. Irrelevant Here we go so, Or and misses maybe and and We'll this, see No, well, no it's, actually, it's, it's a mister And I think it's actually Quite fitting uh, a, a villain that a lot of people, I don't think, like that much, but there's one reason why this is going to make my list and make my team. So at the final pick of the DC Villain Draft, I'm going to go with the Penguin. Whoa. Oh. Whoa. <laughs> okay, okay. So when I was a kid, uh, <laughs> of course, everyone had, well, not everyone, but a lot of people had action figures and stuff like that. Yep. And for whatever reason, like, for whatever reason, the Penguin was always the most intriguing villain to me as a kid long before I ever watched any actual superhero content um, but because uh, I remember having his actual action figure. And uh, that is the sole reason I'm actually drafting him right now, since it's Mr. Irrelevant. Okay. So. Yeah. I mean, Danny, oh, yeah, Danny sure. DeVito yeah. played him in the yeah. in You the, Do You,
2: yeah,
1: in the Batman Returns movie back in the day. Yeah. And uh, I mean, he does a really good job of uh, playing the Penguin. Um, I feel like uh, in the animated series, he was he was very well developed in the yep. animated series. Um, but I'm I'm very curious to see how he plays out in this new Matt Reeves Batman with Robert Pattinson, where he's yep. played by Colin Farrell. So uh, I'm interested to see his take on the character because yeah. obviously uh the the penguin has a certain look about him but yeah. uh I feel like Colin Farrell is really going to um draw out the more of the intellectual side of the penguin and yeah. uh, uh, and I think that I think he's going to honestly he's probably going to nail it be honest with you because Colin Farrell is a phenomenal actor yeah. and yeah. uh, well, he's well, playing such a uh, the character like the penguin so
2: well, to tell you the truth, I think they're missing a huge opportunity to, to uh, cast Patton Oswalt as the Penguin. But
0: <laughs> <laughs> That would be good. That would be good. Yeah. All right, so here's what we're going to do before we wrap up. We're going to go run through each of our rosters. So we're going to start. Anthony, we're going to start with you because you had the uh, privilege of drafting first. Uh, let's, let's hear your entire DC villain roster at the conclusion of this draft.
2: All right. My team consists of the Joker, General Zod, Darkseid orm and racial ghoul okay okay all right justin all right i went with uh
1: mr nobody captain cold deathstroke vandal
0: savage reverse flash all right and then myself i had bane lex Luthor, harley quinn doomsday and the penguin okay Nice man. Sounds like we got a winner here. I'll take I'll take the trophy on that one. Yeah. Thanks no. for playing, boys. You can you can sit you can <laughs> sit down on sit down on that one. Thanks no for way. playing, boys. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, guys, it was a lot of fun. I know you two are just massive DC. DC guys, so I'm really glad I got to watch that. Yeah, and I literally
1: uh, could have done a draft, and I could have had
0: all Batman villains. Like <laughs> I, I know you could
1: Clayface, Riddler, right? Right? Yeah, I know. I
0: almost took the yeah. Riddler. I honestly, I was gonna take the Riddler, but I thought, well, I'll just do the Penguin. That's, yeah. that was literally what it came down to. Okay, yeah. But anyways, uh, guys, it's been a lot of fun. Um, we're gonna get out of here. Um, thank you guys so much for listening to the Royal Geek Podcast. Uh, please remember to follow us on Twitter at Royal Geek Pod. Let us know hey liked our draft. Were we crazy? Um, was Anthony crazy for taking the Joker number one overall? If so, let us know. Um, <laughs> Pretty but, hot you there. That's right. Uh, and, again, follow yeah. us on uh, not only Twitter but also subscribe to our podcast channels, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and also Apple Podcasts. So for my good friends Justin and Anthony, this is T-Roll signing off and saying thank you so much for tuning in. We will see you next time, you peasants.